Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is the Economy. And for this helpful discussion, I am happy to be joined again today by Sean McCreary, Wealth Investment Officer with First United Wealth Management. Good morning. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. I know right now is a crazy time. Uh, There's a lot going on. There's news every day about the coronavirus and its impact on not only the health of the nation, but uh, the economy as a whole. Um, the markets have reacted in a variety of ways over the, the week since since we last spoke. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with the market and with the economy? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely been uh, <clears throat> what we call kind of a whipsaw market or definitely a roller coaster ride. It's um, been <clears throat> been very, very volatile. Um, you know, we've had all kinds of uh, when we're just really starting to receive the the economic data to show what 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 affects uh, this this the spread of coronavirus and the um, social distancing that's taking place will will affect and how that will affect uh, our economy um, and so it's 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 been very again very volatile in the equity markets and 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 also in the stock markets but we've seen uh, a lot of stimulus come out uh, that that we'll talk about some here. Here today great all right so tell us a little bit about what you're seeing what's the what's the current situation so first we'll kind of talk and our, our thoughts really are at least economically uh, the negatives are currently outweighing the positives so we'll, we'll kind of start with the negatives obviously the uh, the unprecedented coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic really continues to be a tragedy uh, for many thousands of people around the world the and to slow that spread of the virus, governments really around the world have enacted travel restrictions, schools have been closed, large gatherings have been canceled, um, and, and in some cases, cities have been have been locked down completely. More such measures might be necessary, necessary to get through this health crisis. Uh, these efforts will definitely have a dramatic, uh, dramatic effect and alter daily routines and impact livelihoods of millions as it, as it already really has. Uh, go, global max manufacturing supply chains have been definitely interrupted as, as we've seen uh, affecting the ability for companies to uh, produce goods and, and sell their goods. Uh, and the companies and consumers alike are spending less on travel and any any really discretionary activities. So it's 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 been a real adjustment, and and we're really only starting to see the effects on the economy of this. And and unfortunately, with a lot of data that's coming out, we expect even the data to be volatile because uh, <clears throat> we've we've heard from the larger states such as uh, California, New York, that some of the things we're looking at. And in like the jobless claims, unemployment claims, benefits that they're uh, trying to sort through, it's they've it's been hard for them to handle because of the the, the numbers and the the reduced staffing that they've they've had. So the other things that we've looked at, obviously the job market has been largely affected. Uh, non-farm payrolls fell by 701,000 jobs in February. 
and then the un- unemployment rate rose by 90 basis points to 4.4%, which is still fairly low, but it's the lar- this is the largest one-month increase since 1975. Um, the number of in- unemployed persons rose by 1.4 million to 7.1 million in March. On top of that, we're, we're the, the more can uh, the number we receive on a weekly basis uh, to look at uh, the unemployment levels uh, are those unemployment unemployment benefits or unemployment jobless claims um, that we look at. Two weeks ago, uh, this soared by 6.6 million, uh, bringing the increase in new jobless claims in the last two weeks of March to 10 million. Um, as, as really the, the coronavirus and the, the social distancing effects started to really slam the economy. We just actually received uh, this past week's uh, jobless claims, and it was another over 6 million, um, million claims. So that's over 16 million uh, new pe- people uh, claiming unemployment benefits Um over these last three weeks, so uh, definitely record-shattering numbers that that well well surpasses the levels we saw in the um, the the financial crisis and in, in uh, recession in, in 08 and 09. Um, but the the thing with this is a lot of those benefits have been somewhat expanded. Uh, so anyone that was a, a gig worker or like your your local Uber drivers. Uh, if, if because of the expanded employment, unemployment benefits and the increase uh, that the government has has enacted for those through the the CARES Act, which we'll talk about shortly, um, they a lot of people that uh, would make less than that per week, uh, those expanded jobless benefits, unemployment benefits. Well, they decided, well, I'm not I'm going to stop doing my gig. Uh, my gig job, like an Uber driver or, or something similar to right. that, that really isn't making much money right now. And I'm just going to uh, get these unemployment benefits until they they run out, which is an extended period of time, and then I'll I'll go back to doing my gig once hopefully the social distancing stops. So, really, some some larger impacts that it might just be some things like that. But but again, this is going to greatly affect the economy. Sure. The next thing we look at are. <clears throat> The Institute of Supply Management and their purchasing man- managers indices. Um, the one on the negative side that <laughs> that really uh, fell back into contraction territory uh, is the manufacturing index, um, and this showed significant declines and some of the largest declines that had ever been seen in the the new orders and, and employment uh, areas that make up this index. But new orders, production, employment, backlog of orders, and new export orders all fell into the contraction territory on this index. So this is a diffusion index. So if it's below 50, uh, it means contraction. If it's above 50, it means expansion. And all those are, are, are below 50 and in, in contraction. And, and the majority of comments coming from uh, the executives that, the, that are surveyed here really center around uh, COVID-19 and, and coronavirus, or coronavirus affecting their businesses. So it's really all about that, um, and then the 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 other major negative we continue to monitor or trade uncertainties. Um, though this has definitely fall, fallen to the back burner, and we've it sounds like there might be a, a ninety day reprieve from the tariffs. 
um, that see, seems possible by the administration. President Trump has spoken about this a few times, uh, but at this point, uh, they haven't they haven't enacted that 90-day reprieve. Uh, but expectations that we have are that once, if if they do do something like that, once that 90 days is over, is is those tariffs will go back into place, and we'll still have that uncertainty uh, being a headwind for the market. So. Yeah, but those are, those are the main uncertainties and, and negatives that we see for the for the economy currently. Okay, yeah, it's certainly an unprecedented uh, time that we live in, and and uh, sobering reality than all those negatives that you that you shared with us. So, uh, is there are you seeing positives? Uh, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? What are, what are you seeing from in the markets that uh, that we can kind of have have hope on? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, and and we've seen the uh, if you've kind of been watching the markets, you've seen the 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 recovery, uh, though it hasn't regained all of the uh, the the loss so far. Uh, we have seen some somewhat of a recru- recovery uh, in the stock market and also in the fixed income market, and that largely largely in part has been uh, due to the the monetary and fiscal stimulus that we've seen uh, on the monetary side coming from the the, the Fed. Um, the, the good thing in, in both with both the Fed and Congress is rather than 08 and 09 where it, it took them several months to understand what was going on and what they needed to put in place, well, they literally had that, that playbook really in hand to say, okay, let's uh, the, let's get all of the the things that we did uh, in 0809 to help the economy recover and calm markets and um, kind of be the the funding and to to uh, <clears throat> reduce volatility in these markets uh, and they've they've done that uh, they acted the Fed acted quickly and brought their federal funds target rate the rate that they really can can control. Uh, back down to basically zero, a range of zero percent to a quarter of a percent, uh, and announced unlimited asset purchases for quantitative easing, uh, similar to what they did in in 0809. Also, uh, <clears throat> cut rates on and expanded uh, U.S. dollar swap lines with other foreign countries, reduced rates at the discount window, uh, dropped reserve requirements to zero, and they really opened several facilities to support lending and actually just just announced this morning an extra uh, two trillion dollars to to support uh, small businesses and but also looking at uh, municipalities and and, uh, local local and state governments uh, to help help support uh, them during during these times of uh, of reduced staffing and and most likely reduced tax revenues uh, over the, while this takes place due to due to the unemployment that's that's taking place. Congress okay. and the administration also have taken swift act action um, using their fiscal policy. Uh, they created most notably the the 2.2 trillion dollar coronavirus aid relief and economic security act or CARES act. Uh, it was really designed to support and provide support to the economy uh, until the need for social distancing has passed. So uh, you'll you'll start to see, people will start to see uh, checks. Uh, I think this week, uh, if you you meet the certain requirements, and and we've we as a bank have been dealing with the uh, payroll protection uh, loans, the PPP loans. Um, 
and, and they so far have been uh, seem to be uh, coming through and, and will start to be funded here shortly uh, to help help companies continue to, to pay their workers and, and keep people on, on payroll until we're we're past this social distancing uh, this time frame uh, the other thing that we are seeing that is a, a positive um, it's, is the ISMs, the non-manufacturing index, that did remain in growth territory, though many of the important uh, numbers did fall, and we, we expect it to go from growth territory to um, uh, to contraction territory in the coming months. Uh, but, but again, it just shows how strong a lot of these numbers, and really our economy was going into this, uh, into this unprecedented uh, time uh, and virus. Um, and, and so the hope is that we can possibly furlough some <clears throat> some employees, uh, or with this with CARES Act and some of this fiscal stimulus, be able to at least keep them on payroll. So once once we get past this, uh, we can quickly either hire people back uh, or uh, bring them back into work, uh, so we can quickly start the economy back up once we're once we're past all this. Right. Good deal. All right. Well, do you want to uh, wrap it up for us? Give us some conclusions that you've you felt on this, and then we'll uh, we've actually got a, a listener question that we can uh, that we can touch on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, again, this has been an unprecedented event. Um, this this first quarter of of twenty twenty, we really kind of go go uh, be one that uh, really goes goes sets records in history and and will remain a. a a large historical event um, as this outbreak really gathered force and those lockdowns and quarantine to sue ensued for risk assets plummeted uh, at, at an unprecedented pace this is the fastest decline uh, to 35 35 percent decline that we've ever seen even even faster than uh, the, the depression faster than the uh, 08 09 financial crisis faster than the 87 stock market crash um <clears throat> these uh <clears throat> severe measures taken by governments really around the world really ensure recession at least in the second quarter uh will be underway the depth and duration of the slowdown though is is yet unknown uh due to the the, the unknown around the spread of the virus to make right. matters worse, Saudi Arabia and Russia's failure to agree to oil production cuts uh, made a drop in global demand, obviously, because of the quarantine actions taking place, really only added to volatility. And really, until that time, a lot of the the, uh, the fixed income markets had acted acted pretty well. Um, but with that that drop to of oil, uh, of uh, per barrel price of oil dropping below $25 per barrel, that really affects a large part of the fixed income uh, market, especially the high yield market, and that, that just started to uh, to create volatility as well in the fixed income markets. But this, while this raft of monetary and fiscal, fiscal policy uh, measures that we, we, we talked about uh, have been able to lift a lot of the markets and, and actually provide somewhat of a bounce back through the end of the quarter. Um, S&P still finished Q1 down nearly 20% on uh, the U.S., the 10-year on the U.S. Treasury. Uh, the yield fell by over one and a quarter percent uh, in a matter, a matter of a month, less than a month. So it is, again, historic movements 
for us, our current working assumption is that restrictions on economic activity in our base case will begin, will that they will begin to be lifted uh, later in the second quarter for the U.S. and that economic recovery will begin shortly thereafter. That said, there's still really considerable uncertainty regarding the contour of the growth in cases of, of subsequent economic recovery because there's still a lot of uncertainty around how people uh, will act, how people will view. Uh, coming coming back into work, uh, going back on vacation, uh, and, and will that 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 just start be able to start right back up? Um, right. And then uh, uh, there's always that possibility of a second round of coronavirus infections. Um, we think this kind of leaves the equity market still vulnerable to uh, a further sell off from here. I don't know if we'll. <clears throat> we'll test the bottom we made on on March twenty Monday March twenty third. Um, that is definitely a possibility. I think it, it, that could be hard just with the amount of support that that the the fiscal and monetary policy that's in place currently. Um, but we 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 do think there will be some pullbacks here just because the amount of of uh, data that will be coming through over the next several months is uh, is going to be hard to deal with. And and there's still just a lot of uncertainty. We are starting. Uh, into the the first quarter earnings season, um, and the hard it'll be hard for CEOs and and CIOs to really understand what their business is seeing right now, and 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 how to a lot of a lot of what the market looks at is is what they expect going forward, and to right. make outlook commentary about their outlooks currently is is will be very very difficult uh, for a lot of these companies. So. We just think, though, because of that uncertainty, uh, we we still are very conservative in our portfolios. We're overweight both cash and modestly overweight fixed income um, and underweight equity. And, and specifically in fixed income, we're underweight high yield credit. Uh, when we do decide to take on some risk, uh, we'd pre- most likely prefer to do so in, in equities rather than the high yield credit as we can really kind of continued concerned about uh, a lot of these high yield issuers that this could be kind of a beginning of uh, prolonged downgrade and default cycle because I, <clears throat> unfortunately if, if the, the spat between Saudi Arabia and Russia continues uh, it, it'll be hard to see that the price per barrel of oil come back uh, too quickly so uh, yeah. still a lot of uncertainty around but that's that's our base case right now and where how we're positioned in portfolios hmm. okay Well, let's jump to uh, a listener question. So earlier you mentioned uh, the CARES Act, and you were talking a little bit about that, and we actually have a question about that from Tim. He he asks, uh, due to the CARES Act, the money I'm apparently going to be getting from the government, what's the most optimal way to utilize those funds? So he must be in a situation where he, you know, he has the liquidity or the the cash to be able to to use those funds in a variety of ways not just to pay his bills what what do you recommend for him yeah i mean obviously it's different for for every single person um, obviously, if, if you have bills that you're uh, needing to be paid, uh, obviously keep keep your water on, keep your lights on. I think that's that's the first and foremost. Um, for others that maybe 
have had to reduce their emergency fund, uh, that, that three to six months of, of, of wages that you have saved in a, either a, a CD or money market or savings account, I would say if, if you've had to reduce that at all, make sure you build that back up. Or if you have, if you're still working, have money coming in and, and are able to pay bills, and you don't, but you don't have one of those emergency accounts, uh, make sure you ha- have this, use this, these funds to start that. Uh, once, if you have both of those, you still have cash flow coming in from your job or other other things that you're doing. Um, and, and you have that emergency fund funded, I would say take a look at, at retirement uh, retirement accounts that you could start to fund or, or increase funding to. Um, that, that always is, is a good thing to look at. And if you, obviously, if you have any questions about any of this or, or want to take a look at your financial situation or financial plan, please feel free to uh, contact one of the, the uh, wealth advisors in, in your local area so we can kind of sit down and, and uh, create a financial plan for you and look at, at, at where some of these funds might be, be best suited for you. Yeah, and, and I know that um, for, as an organization, First United is doing a lot of outreach to a lot of the customers and uh, and and folks in our community to to help them through this time. And and that that same offer kind of applies across the board. If you are in a a, a tough situation, you can reach out anytime to to any of our folks. If you go to mybank.com, you can obviously find ways to contact us and information about um, COVID nineteen as well as uh, what we're doing to help support uh, the community. So, uh, Sean, thank you so much for your time today. I want to thank you for joining me and, and providing these helpful insights. So um, I appreciate it, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk again next month, and hopefully uh, by then things will have uh, started to, to clear up a little bit. Yep, yep, definitely. Thank you for having me again. hope everyone out there is, is staying safe and trying to uh, bend that curve as much as possible. Indeed. So that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. We're thankful to you uh, for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United. My bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust, or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. 
Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only, based on certain assumptions and current market conditions, and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.